This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Hey everybody, it's Chris Kirkpatrick and Norbert Joost, and welcome to the Executive Job Search Secrets Podcast. And uh, today's episode, I think, is going to be really fun. We're going to be talking about something that I think impacts a lot of people, and that is, man, how to put this into simple words. So basically, a lot of people are dealing with circumstances when uh, they are out there looking for a job and maybe you've worked hard your whole life and, and you're, uh, it happens in medical device sales, it happens when you're climbing the ranks trying to reach the executive level, you've hit a certain pinnacle of success and then you finally realize that something happens in your life. Uh, maybe a parent gets sick, maybe you have a child, maybe um, you, you just realize I want to be more present with my family for whatever reason or maybe it's something completely different but you realize that at that moment in time, you're willing to take a step backwards. Uh, maybe you're willing to go from making that quarter million dollars a year and go to the $150,000 a year, maybe because you have a successful spouse and you don't need the income, or maybe income just doesn't play a factor in the game. But that is what we're gonna be talking about in this episode is when that happens to you, what do you do? How do you, how do you deal with it? And how do you not look overqualified and scare off potential companies that would be looking to hire you. We all know most executive level positions are not posted or advertised. So the big question is this, if those 100K plus jobs are not posted or advertised, how do you go about your job search in a way so you can find the right companies, connect with the right people and land your next ideal opportunity as quickly as possible and without compromise? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Chris Kirkpatrick, and welcome to Executive Job Search Secrets. So yesterday, I received a call from a client, and they posed this scenario to me, mm -hmm. what is going on in their life right now. And this situation that we're talking about, you know, I'm only going to use this as an example. Obviously, it's pertinent sure. <laughs> to many different backgrounds, many different scenarios. So this particular person that contacted me was a woman that had been very successful in her sales career, had worked for a very well-known, recognizable, um, you know, one of the better, well-known, high-end medical device companies, okay. had a great sales career with them, and then um, got married and had a baby, and now has a situation where uh, this company was acquired. Uh -huh. She was actually uh, part of a reduction in force. And uh, now is that, you know, kind of that life altering where you look in the mirror situation where uh -huh. you're kind of like, okay, I want to continue working. However, I don't want to run as hard as I've been running in the past. I don't want to keep traveling, you know, overnighting. I want to be home with my baby every uh, evening. And how is the best way to go about that? And so in this particular scenario, mm -hmm. um, she had presented to me that, you know, when she shares her, her income with the uh, people that she's interviewing with, it scares them away. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, I want us to cover basically how do you go in, because from the, the mind of the hiring authority, you become a flight risk. You know, let's just use for sake of your, your intro example, you know, say she's been making 250,000. Her husband is also a very successful person. Mm -hmm. And so doesn't need to make 250,000 anymore. And, you know, as we talk about in our other videos, 
250,000 comes at a price. You don't get that for free, sure. right? If there's a direct correlation to the amount of time, effort, and energy you have to put in to making that kind of money. Absolutely. So she understands that and she's willing to take a step back and you know make 150,000 instead. Mm. However, in the interview process, when she's asked the question, you know, what type of income are you accustomed to? And she says, well, I've been making 250. They're like, I mean, they don't come right out and say, whoa. Sure, yeah, no, know, I get it. Sorry, I get it. interview over. Right. But then she doesn't get the call back. But it's obvious that, that that's a, a sticking point. That's Playing a, a, a tripwire in, in the, in the process. Okay, Correct. fair enough. So basically, you know, I wanna cover how somebody deals with that situation. Okay. No matter, because it could be, in this scenario, it's actually a birth. Mm. But it could be, I mean, I've gotten oh. hundreds of calls over the last 14 years of people whose uh, mom or dad had recently gotten ill and they became the primary caregiver of that person and they wanted to take some time off. Mm -hmm. Or they got up to a certain age within their organization and were part of a reduction in force at that point. And they were trying to figure out, well, how do I transition back into the workforce, mm -hmm. not wanting to run as hard as I was running before, but I still have tremendous qualities, talents to give Mm -hmm. But yet, how do I frame that so that it's received properly right. by the hiring authority? Not that I'm just like, hey, I'm in coast mode and I'm just trying to sure. get to the finish line for the next 10, 15, 20 years. Absolutely. So so there's there's a lot to this, right? Like, obviously, it, it, it's... It doesn't matter if you're looking, if you just had a baby and you know, whether you're the husband that wants to take a step back to be that stay at home dad role or be more involved, or you're the mom who wants to take a break. Uh, and then you're concerned about what that's going to do to the potential of your career. That happens all the time, right? right. Um, whether, whether you have a sick parent, whether any of these things happen. Um, what I would say is this is the biggest challenge that I see in it. And it's not about the money, right? It's, it's like, and I know, um, and I've had this happen to me when, when job seekers call me and, uh, they think, well, it's, it's the fact that I've made $250,000 and they don't, they're scared that if I go down to the 150 range, that I am a flight risk, that maybe I'm overqualified, that I'm not going to fit in culturally, that I'm going to be too disruptive or something of that nature. What I would say to you is that if you're falling into that trap, you're just not doing a good enough job with creating your story in a way that's going to be impactful for them. Because remember, right. your job search is never about you. It's always about them, right? It's always about the company that's looking to hire. It's always about uh, really figuring out what are their needs, uh, where, where are their pain points? How do you solve those needs? How do you ease those pain points? How do you, like for the company and more importantly, like the, the, who's the decision maker and what is their role? What is your relationship with them on a day in, day out basis going to be? We talk about this all the time. People hire people. People don't hire your resume. They don't hire your background. They don't hire the fact that you made $250,000 before. They want to know that you're the right fit culturally. Uh, they want to know that you're the right fit professionally, that your expertise, that your skill sets, that your knowledge base, all these things are in alignment with what their needs are. Now, if you are coming across as a flight risk and, uh, you know, or, or overqualified, and you genuinely are okay taking that step back and it's not just a short-term thing, um, then I would say you need to do a better job with creating your story. Right. And, and a lot of times that involves, you know, we talk about this in the interview masterclass a lot, is that's all about preparation. It's all about 
making sure you do the research ahead of time to figure out their needs. You can't build a story if you don't know who you're trying to sell to, so to speak. Because remember, make no mistake about this, your job of job seeking is a sales process, right? So that is first and foremost. Now you have to be authentic, you wanna be real. Um, but I would say that there's a couple components to this. Um, first of all, they're all different levels of, of the spectrum where this happens, right? There are some people, let's face it, that um, are, are happy and, and genuinely wanna take that step back, right? Sure. Um, I think there are even more people who, like in the world right now, in the kind of economic environment that, and, that we're in right now, in the hiring environment that right. we're in right now, that are saying, well, I'm out of work, I've been looking, haven't had any success, you know what? Like. I, I need to take a step back, right? Like, or, or, or I'd be okay with taking a step back. Right. Even then, you still need to make sure that your story is in alignment with solving their needs. Because sure. it, it, I always say a confused mind always says no. And right. if you do not do a, a, an exceptional job of going into that interview, explain, pause. Hey, Hannah, you're being really loud. Okay, but you're still like banging things. That's okay, don't worry about it. The beauty of cutting. Um, Mikhail, just go back just a little bit where I said if you don't do an exceptional job, okay? I don't worry about that. If you don't do an exceptional job of, of putting together a good story, an amazing story that that gets them to buy into your reasoning, right? right? Like, listen, we're all human beings. Like hiring managers, the biggest thing, and I've said, we say this all the time. It's kind of like beating a dead horse, but it's like they're they're scared. Like they they cannot make a mistake and hire the wrong person, right? Sure. So because there's a lot of money above and beyond your salary and compensation and benefits and all that that a company puts into bringing somebody on board. So sure. they cannot make it's that a mistake. It's reflection on them 100%. as a hiring person. Yep, and so they can't make that mistake. So they wanna make sure they have to be bought into your story. They have to be bought into the fact that, okay, if Norbert is looking for this job and Norbert's made $250,000, but now you know what, Norbert um, is dealing with you know, a spouse who's been sick, right? And now Norbert wants to get back into the, into the, into the working environment. He better have a story that aligns with that so that A, can bring passion to why he's doing what he's doing. Um, and, and guess what? B, it's gotta, it's gotta really speak to the point of Norbert, if he was this $250,000 income earner, now he's willing to take that step back to the $150,000 level. Guess what? It's not even about the income. It's about the levels of responsibility and sure. the role, right? right? Typically, they correlate pretty hand in hand. Right. But the bottom line is about that role. So now Norbert, think about this. A lot of people, when we were talking about this earlier in medical device, a lot of people um, kind of get oversold as like they're overqualified. And there are a lot of companies out there that, uh, and a, a lot of, I guess, people who are looking for jobs who aren't going for these positions, even though they probably should be, but they're not going for them because they feel like some young, hot shot, like high achiever, you know, really driven person is going to be going for that role. And, right. and, and that, you know, while that may be true and there may be certain companies that are looking for that, your job 
is to realize what are your differentiating factors. And there are plenty of companies out there who, even if they think they're looking for that, if you go in and you, and you share your story as to why you're wanting to go to that role, and if you can share your story as to why you think you're uniquely qualified, how you have a completely different understanding of their needs, and you can articulate what their needs are and identify their needs and articulate solutions for how you would help fill those needs. And you can, you can give this story of been there, done that, here's what I do, I've seen it before, I've dealt with it before, I've had success with doing it. Because remember, we're all just human capital. This company is looking to invest in you. They're not looking to hire you. They're not looking to hire anybody for this position. They're looking to invest in you as human capital to get a job done. And if there's not a rate of return on that, especially in medical device sales, then they're not going to do it, right? Right. Well, and that brings up where a, a, a big disconnect mm -hmm. has a tendency to happen with these candidates. Mm -hmm. And they go in thinking, hey, I have been very successful. Mm -hmm. I have all of these documented accomplishments on my sure. resume, but they don't think about what is the interviewer thinking. Right. They don't put themselves in mm. their shoes to think about what potential uh, objections might they see in this scenario. Yeah. So in this particular scenario, um, th this particular candidate was, was, was uh, finding that there was a lot of walls being put up and mm -hmm. doors being closed because they didn't think about the fact that, that this person is looking at them as potentially being a flight risk because they're unemployed currently. Mm -hmm. So you need to understand that if you're currently unemployed, are they thinking, are you just taking this job because you need a job? Sure. Or to fill a gap in your resume? Or are you taking this job because you really want this job? For sure. So that comes to your point about conveying your message. Mm -hmm. The second thing is the mis another mistake that's made is these people who have this great deal of success, no matter what background, they think, and we've talked about this before, that they can just slide their resume across the desk and those accomplishments are going to speak for themselves. Mm -hmm. And as I've experienced through many years of conversations with clients, that's not the case. You have to be able to tell your message and you have to think about what objections you might face, what's going through their mind, why they might be concerned about you being a flight risk mm -hmm. and cover those up front and overcome those objections before you get that, hey, it was great to meet you and you mm -hmm. walk out thinking, that was an amazing interview. They're gonna definitely call me back and then crickets, yeah. you don't get the call back. Right, and, well, and that goes to, it goes to congruency in your message and congruency with like how you're positioning yourself towards what the role really is. And you can have the best uh, resume in the world, you can have the most you know, like outstanding accomplishments, but if, if they're not in alignment with what they're really, like maybe they're too good, right? Maybe they're all these things and so, you know, that if you are unemployed in this scenario going into it, that makes it even harder for you simply because now that creates a second level of doubt where they feel like, okay, maybe this person is just trying to pull the wool over my eyes just to get this job. And not only we're going to... Desperation mode and just right. need a job not want yeah. this job. 100% because not only are we going to give them $150,000 in salary, we're going to give them... Uh, you know, health insurance, we're gonna give them a 401k, we're gonna give them all these other things and, and training and travel expenses and all these different things that go into bringing on a new employee. And, and that they don't wanna take that risk if they think there's an iota of a chance that nine months down the road, if you get a better opportunity, you're, you're 
you're out the door, right. right? Like that is what's going through their mind. You need to make sure that you do everything in your power to make sure that you explain to them genuinely that you are there for a reason and, and, and you are taking this step. Don't even call it a step back. You are just pivoting your life Very good. for a reason, right? right? You can't, you, and you make sure you, you have to explain to them. So here's what I would say. If somebody asks you, um, what's your previous experience as far as income, right? Like that can be one of the things that will trigger, uh, you know, somebody feeling like you're overqualified because let's face it, most people are money motivated, especially in the medical sales world or sales or period. sales period. Right. most people like that, that personality type is driven by money motivation. Right. And so if that's the case, let's think about it this way. You need to make sure that you're saying, okay, you, you understand that that's what's going on in their mind. You have to say, if they say, how much money have you made before? Respond with something. And this isn't like a, a complete templated like response, but, it, but you g generically kind of have to respond and not avoid the question in the sense that you say, well, you know, my understanding is that this position is in the $150,000 plus range, you know, in, the, in that range. And I could tell you, I've been in that income range before. I've had all these experiences. I've had all this success. I've done this job before. I love this job because of ABC, XYZ, whatever. I, you know, these are the things you like, focus on the positives, focus on building those bridges. Don't, don't give them the number of I've made $250,000. Just acknowledge and say, well, my understanding is this is what this position is. Right. If I'm out of alignment with that, you can let me know. But that's my understanding, and I can tell you that I've done that, and right. that I enjoyed this. And, and that meets this my is, current needs and yeah. what I'm looking for. Yeah, and I, I'm really, yeah, and, and be excited about it, right? right? Like, because passion sells, you know? Nobody just wants to hire somebody that just wants a job. They wanna make sure that they know you're there for a reason beyond earning a paycheck, right. period. And, and that, that's a real big opportunity for you to, to differentiate yourself from other people who are, are quite frankly just, uh, you know, whether they've made less or whether they've made more, they're gonna focus on the money. Um, you know, maybe they'll have those generic statements of, it's not about the money, it's the, you know, <laughs> uh, okay. Canned response you know, that they're gonna but, see through. Right, but if, but if you don't have an authentic response, people are gonna see through it. So you wanna make sure that you're completely prepared for this. And this is why I talk about the EPIC system the executive, executive preparation for interview circle that we do where it walks you through layer by layer by layer how to prepare for an interview, both the face of the company, underneath the surface of the company, researching uh, the people that are interviewing you, the core of the company, like what's their mission, figuring out like where is this company looking to go, what are their challenges, what are some solutions that you could pot potentially uh, like identify and articulate for them. And if you can come in as a solutions provider and approach every interview like a consultant would, right? Imagine that you're just, this is an opportunity for you to present a business plan as a consultant. Right. That's how I look at this, right? And, and guess what? If you can get them to like you, and if you can get them to realize that you've put the time in, that you have done the research, that you genuinely care about where this company is going, and that will just show, you don't have to say, I really care, that will be shown based on your responses, based on the research that you've done, based on the, the energy that you've put into this and, and, and the, the solutions that you kind of suggest and provide and, and the, the quality of the questions that you ask. I'm a big believer, the person in control of the conversation is the person who asks the highest, most impactful questions. 
in the conversation, 100%. period. Absolutely. And so that's your job in that role. If you go in there just to answer their questions and respond with canned answers uh, or, or just just kind of just just follow the traditional path that they uh, bring you down, then you're probably going to struggle. And right. guess what? That's what happens. People think they knock the interview out of the park and then they don't get a call back. They thought they nailed the interview because they answered all the questions properly. They, 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 they had decent conversation, you know, dialogue inside of those interview questions, but they didn't do any critical thinking. They didn't show up prepared. They didn't ask any critical questions of their own, and they didn't really add any value to the situation as the interviewee. That's why I didn't get a call back. Right. And there's, you know, one other factor you and I discussed about mm -hmm. this as well. And if you interview for a position mm -hmm. and maybe don't get that call back or don't get that position, mm. Maybe it wasn't meant to be. Yeah. Maybe, you know, mm. if somebody is worried about you being a flight risk or yeah. they're worried about the fact that you've made too much money in sure. the past, you have to be prepared to realize that maybe you don't want that job. Yeah. That maybe this wasn't the right job for you. Now, you still need to go in prepared and go at it with guns ablazing after every position, but there are going to be times that, you know, and I know it's hard when you're unemployed because you're kind of in desperation mode. Uh, I've been there before. Yeah. Um, you know, you have that financial pressure, whatever going on. Mm -hmm. But not every position, not every role is right for you and the one right. you want. And so you have to be prepared to say, you know what? That one wasn't mine. Right. It, it really comes down to it. And I think I'll end with this is, is when you go into the interview process, um, with any company, you have to understand that you cannot try to sell yourself to everybody. You have to really figure out ahead of time, what is it that you stand for? Um, what is it in a role that you're looking for? What, what is the life that you want to create for yourself, for your family, for uh, your career? All these different things kind of, right. they, they all get you know, brought into perspective. And um, at these times specifically, <laughs> 100% and, and you cannot compromise that and you can't try to go out there and just try to sell, your, uh, sell yourself to everybody as this jack of all trades, so to speak. And, and, you know, go into this interview being like, oh, I can, I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. Nobody wants that. Like everybody wants a specialist. That's the world we live in right now. So figure out what is your specialty? What do you do exceptionally? What do you do that's better than anybody else. And I promise you there's something. And if you can't identify it, you need to reach out to us because I promise you, we can help you identify right. it. Right. That's what um, we talk about in personal branding. hundred percent. All that yep. is getting clarity on what it is you're yep. looking for. So, um, anyway, I hope this, I hope this has, you know, inspired you or touched on some points because I think this is something everybody deals with. I mean, cause whether you are intentionally looking to take a step back or whether you're kind of in that position where you're hitting that point of des desperation. I always say the one thing you can't sell is desperation. And so make sure that you're, you're doing a better job selling your story, uh, developing your story and making it, uh, making it make sense to the, the person who's interviewing you and the company that's interviewing you. Right. That is the most important part. If you need help with that, if you have questions about anything, uh, you can go to careernextagency.com and we have all sorts of resources there. You can reach out, set up an appointment, talk with myself or Norbert. Um, you can always go to, where's my book? <laughs> executivejobsearchsecrets.com. I printed a bunch of copies of these. Uh, we're giving them out. You can go to amazon.com and search for executive job search secrets. You can pay 20 bucks for it, Amazon Prime, or you can go to executivejobsearchsecrets.com and 
I printed a bunch, I will give you one for free. All I ask you to do is pay for the shipping and handling. And so um, it is the playbook. I know it will help you. It is amazing. Um, and feel free to reach out if you have any questions. Also, Career Accelerator club.com. Um, you can, you can find that at the careernextagency.com website as well. That is our program that we're doing a monthly coaching service. That is just, in my opinion, uh, hands down the best value in the, in the entire industry when it comes to career coaching, you're not going to get the value, the information it's all the information, uh, that people were paying $15,000, uh, for when I was working at the high end executive search firm. So Anyway, I hope that makes sense. If you have any questions, reach out, support at careernextagency.com. We will respond promptly. Go out there, have a blessed, inspirational day, crush it, and we'll talk to you on the next podcast. See you guys. Until next time, take care. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you were able to find some value in this episode. And I'm so excited to announce that I just launched my first book, Executive Job Search Secrets. You can get your copy for $19.99 going over to amazon.com right now. Or because of everything that's happening in the world right now, with COVID, all the uncertainty, the high unemployment rates, I've actually purchased a thousand copies of this book and I'm gonna send a copy to the first 1,000 people that wanna take advantage of this free offer. I'm on a mission to help people get positive results in their job search and I know that the information in this book will make a positive impact in your life. So with that, I've ordered a thousand copies, I've paid for them, I wanna send a free copy to everybody that wants to take advantage of this offer. All I ask of you is to cover the $8.95 for shipping and handling, and I will do the rest. I will get a copy right out to you in the mail as quickly as possible. All you have to do is go to executivejobsearchsecrets.com, enter your information, click the button, and I will send it right out to you. And I hope you have the best of luck with your search. Go out and crush it, and we'll see you on the next podcast. Like what you just heard, visit c-suiteradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.